I remember when we first talked about doing a podcast, I was kind of like, well, where do we start? Then I reached out to a friend who had been doing it and he referred me to Anchor. So first thing I was like, it's free? And he was like, yeah, it's free. And then the second thing I realized that you don't have to have a recording studio. You can do the podcast from anywhere that you want. Uh, they have all kinds of creation tools and you can record, you can edit, and you can do it all from either your phone or your computer. But one of the best, best things for me was when it came to distribution. I was really worried about that, but Anchor actually distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of other places, so it makes it super, super easy for you. Plus, you can make money. You don't have to have a minimum amount of listeners, and it's just kind of like having everything that you need for a podcast all in one place. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half and Half Podcast. Hey, hey, dude, I cannot get over the... <laughs> staring at you right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel nostalgic. I want to hug you. <laughs> like, well, I always want to hug you, but today in particular. Why? First, everybody doesn't know, for the, for those who don't know Paul as well as I do. I have not seen you wear a band T-shirt in. Decades, <laughs> literally decades. It's yeah. not a couple of years, not no <laughs> decades. Yeah, and you're rocking this sexy Pantera T-shirt. Yeah, it's actually, um, Eric bought it for me for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> a couple Christmases ago, and this is probably like only the second time I've worn it though. Why? What's with you and band? Look, I don't wear band T-shirts anymore either, but mine has been at maybe. Eight years since I've worn one. Yeah. Yours has been decades. Why all of a sudden? I don't know. I, I don't wear them because that's like the hipster kid in me where I'm just like, like for one, I'm very against, uh, like I hate going to a concert yeah. and you see somebody like it's a Metallica concert and everybody's wearing a Metallica shirt. Mm-hmm. The hipster kid in me is like, what are you doing? Well, but- wear a Megadeth shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, to that point, what I hate about this day and age is you have all these morons Oh. Running around, yeah, in t-shirts of bands they've never even heard of. Yeah, now that ever. Yeah, that's a whole different level there, dude. It is aggravating. You know, what my brother was telling me. What's that? He's a big uh, fashionista, right? Which brother? My brother Chris, the one in Florida. Oh, okay. He um. Anyway, he came in. He came in town a few months ago, and he and I were talking. And he saw. I I still hold on to all my shit. You know, I'm a hoarder. Yeah. And he was going through all my t-shirts, You're and a he's like, too. <laughs> "You're a hoarder, Peter." <laughs> He was going through all my t-shirts and he's like, dude, do you know you have like two, three thousand dollars worth of t-shirts in here? So what are you talking about? I said, they're all old from the nineties, from the early two thousands, whatever, right? right? He's like, the older, the grayer, the better. Yeah. People are paying upwards of $300 for these retro vintage t-shirts. Wow. Yeah. I think I got rid of like, I had like old school Metallica, like the original Metallica. Yeah pantera shirts dude at my dad's house and i swear to you i will put them in an old folks home if i find out he got rid of them <laughs> but i'm supposed to have tons of like my old school uh smashing pumpkin stuff oh yeah chili peppers deftones rare limp biscuit shit like i got a bunch of t-shirts over there wow at least i better still because i said i will put him in a home if he got rid of them 
I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, it's like vintage, really. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's like, for people like us, I get it, right? Yeah. Well, more like me, because you've kind of outgrown it. <laughs> I, I would, I love vintage rare band stuff. Right. You know, but the fact that they're wearing them, and they don't even know who these bands are. Yeah. That, that's what drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, who was it? Somebody, some famous person was wearing like a cannibal corpse shirt i don't remember who it was it was somebody famous wearing well, a cannibal corpse and then like i think the chris barnes i think or somebody from cannibal corpse <coughs> was, like was like talking shit yeah well the whole the whole way it started was kanye west was seen wearing a cradle of filth t-shirt what yeah oh my god didn't know who they are yeah he just thought i i don't remember what the article said but something about he just liked the way the t-shirt looked and it just spawned this whole thing wow yeah that's crazy yeah yeah um i mean i don't know i don't i don't honestly i don't know why so like even today when i put this shirt on i was like uh i'm not really going anywhere you know so i can wear it and i even thought to myself like why wouldn't you wear this out in public but i think that goes to i mean i've spent the last decade like in a quote air quotes um professional um position where you're publicly judged like you have to be squeaky clean in every way not to say that you're not squeaky clean wearing a band shirt but it just got so used to having to dress a certain way a certain way yeah right so you know my typical dress is button downs um like matter of fact um you know when people see my tattoos they're just like what yeah they're completely amazed because um I've literally gotten so used to wearing things that hide my tattoos. Yeah. So people have known me for many years and had no idea that I even had a single tattoo. And you're crazy tattooed. Like right. you got a full back piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both both of your legs are done. Like you're crazy tattooed. You're that, that business guy. You're like uh, <clears throat> the Chinese guys in the Yakuza. They look all nice and sharp all the time and then they take off their clothes and they got these full body pieces yeah i look like i'm straight out of prison yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you do and people have no clue no clue yeah but i think that's that's kind of what i love about it though is like people like you people that i love people that i care about they know that side of me Mm um wait did you just say you love me fetch on saturdays (laughs) on tuesdays i love you on tuesdays it's monday oh yeah that's right that's right oh it's true it is monday huh uh, the joys of not having a nine to five you forget what day it is <laughs> i know right um but yeah no i mean and it's not that i feel like i'm going to be judged it's just that my positions were very there were positions where you have to be like if i would have gotten a dwi for example like yeah. i would be all over the freaking news yeah like your position you even on your days off and your weekends and your holidays, you had to be careful what you said, what you were mm-hmm. doing. Like, it was like you were working, you were around without working. Right. Right. Like, exactly. you couldn't really be yourself. And, right. You know what I mean? And now, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Now you can come out of the closet. We can really <laughs> profess our love for exactly. each other. <laughs> yeah. Those days, those days are, are over. And thank God, good riddance. Well, I, I like this look, man. Even if you only do it for me, I say we keep <laughs> doing exactly it. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Um, so real quick, before we get today, we're going to be doing our challenge, right? The results of the El Nino Beatles challenge. Finally. Oh my God. But before we do it, I want to make a quick shout out to your friend who you turned me on to. 
I love podcasts, right? I'm a big podcaster. I love um, my wife and I and my kids were very big comic nerds, right? Especially the movies. Right. And you introduced me to your friend's podcast. His podcast goes under the name Moat Nine. I want to give him a shout out, man. That's a great podcast. Us, us uh, Marvel nerds and comic nerds. That's why I smiled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy's podcast, man. Kudos to that dude. Shout out to him. The Eternals was amazing, and I cannot wait to hear his podcast on that. I smiled, and sorry, I was looking for my notes. I, I smiled because you and I had an entire, like, three-hour conversation we the other did. day about movies. and We did. And it sh- that should have been, like, three podcasts. It could have. It just was again a conversation and again what did we say midway damn it we should have pressed record yeah <laughs> but you know yeah i mean arturo if you're listening arturo's a, a a great dude matter of fact he's um the one that introduced me to to anchor who we use to do our podcast oh yeah uh and he's been doing it for quite a while and um i listen a little bit but you know how i am once i hear about the marvel stuff and all that um I, I, I just I have a, it's not like I what I've heard he does really well he does, um, but I just I get frustrated yeah because you're like school on a Saturday man, <laughs> no class. <laughs> I just you know me man especially when it comes to those movies I'm a big film buff, um, but I just cannot get into the comic book stuff uh, especially especially been having been like an avid comic book collector that's what i was gonna say it's so weird you 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 even have action figures you still have some Mm -hmm. of your comic book stuff you were big time in the comics yeah and then to to not like the movies and i I think that's why though because when i look first of all it was rare that i ever read my comic books but i did Mm -hmm. i did so a lot of times when i was younger um because i i damn airplanes i know the east side what can you do i know right um so what I used to do is I've always collected comic books. So for me, it was about like, you don't open them, you package them and you put them away. Right. But there was a lot of issues that I was always looking forward to. So I would sometimes buy two of that issue, right. one issue so I can read the other one so I can pack away. So I was a really big fan of like, um, <clears throat> Ghost Rider, Spawn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Superman comic books. Actually, Batman is like my favorite of all time. Um, the list goes on. Uh, Savage Dragons. Was it Savage Dragons? Yeah, Savage yeah. Dragons. From Image. Uh, yeah, Image, Comics, Image yeah. Comics. And long story short, when I try to watch these movies, I'm very... Um, I get upset, I guess, for lack of a better word, because it does not match... And I know they're capable of so much more. For me, it does not match the comic book. For me... You mean the like, storyline? The storyline. The okay. storyline and even even the images, man. And this is going back to what I had told you. I told you that I hate the fact that a lot of these movies are filmed inside studios and they rely so heavily on CGI when there's a lot of components to these movies that could actually be filmed. Like, And I use the example of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Who Game of Thrones, they really cut no corners in terms of like filming these epic scenes, right. filming this just... And I feel like if a if a series if a net, uh, um, HBO series can go all out like that, why couldn't these movies that are going to make billions 
go all out in the same way instead of relying so heavily on CGI. Right. I, I will give you that. I'm I'm not a fan of all the CGI <clears throat> to a degree, right? Some of them are too over the top. Remember I told you Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Too much. Yeah. Too much CGI. To, it like kind of ruined it for me. You know what I mean? I But I understand, yes, the whole movie was basically in space and two other planets. and So it's kind of hard, right? Right. But... But if they could fake the moon landing so well, why couldn't they? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't believe that. I actually, I do think it really did happen. I do too. But, okay, aside from that, so let's say, let's let's take the Marvel Universe out of the picture. I know you liked Joker, the new one that came out. Yeah, Walking I love Phoenix. that. Great movie, right? Yes. But, so Batman's your guy. Mm-hmm. The Christopher Nolan movies, the Dark Knight series was insane. You didn't like those? No, I love those. Okay. Yes. Okay, so you're talking more... The Marvel Universe is right, what's bothering you. Right. I loved, even going back to uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Oh, absolutely. I Come love on. those. Come love on. those. The ones after that with like uh, the one where the Riddler and all. Oh, uh, yeah. You're talking. Uh, uh, George Clooney was yeah, Batman. Val yes. Kilmer was Batman. And see that. You know what's so crazy about that? This is off topic, on topic. Right now, the DC Universe is having a hard time on the movie front, right? Right. Me being biased, I love all of them. Right. But people are really pissed off about a lot of things and whatever. I'm not going to get into that. I think if DC really wants to flip the script, they need to give us the one thing we've only had two times. What? Is Robin. We only oh. had, we had Robin in the 60s, right? We had Robin in the 90s movies. And these are all cheesy, cheap renditions of Robin, right? And Almost. that's that's my theory. That's my theory. So, this is why I love the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. The Batman movies are dark right okay they really captured what batman is right so a lot of people that don't read the comics have no idea they think batman is this funny character like going back to like the original batman series where batman and robin and yeah. pow bam and all yeah, that the stuff. automatopias right yeah. <clears throat> but no he's really freaking dark and yeah. they capture that in those films and right. here's my theory about robin when you add Robin into the mix, it's very difficult to do it in a not cheesy way. I, 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 I agree and I disagree. I mean, it depends on which Robin you're talking about, right? It depends on which Batman line you're talking about. I always think of Robin on, uh, on Teen Titans. I love that show. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever watch it, but God, I love that show. I just think, to me right now, if, if they really want to start flipping shit on its head, they need to bring if they were to give us robin in any form of way in any batman movie look i gotta tell you the new batman that's coming out titled the batman have you seen the previews for that yes with Dude. uh pattinson robert pattinson. yeah yeah when i first heard he was going to be batman i almost cried right in a bad way i said oh no i just finished the twilight series yesterday <laughs> my god so you want him to be batman you were rooting for it actually no i was the same way as you i thought oh here we go it's like another val kilmer right and then i saw the preview right yeah and then i cried tears of joy you know what i mean right that movie's i don't know the only thing that's bothering me and again this may be going too deep for the casuals but it's just so heavy villain heavy like why are you packing all of this crap my favorite saying Mm -hmm. 10 pounds of crap in a two pound bag right like we're getting the joke i mean uh the riddler penguin and catwoman right all in one go yeah yeah that's that's but I, I, who knows the, the the thing i'm excited about is uh reeves 
Matt Reeves, I think his name is, uh-huh. said that he wants this to be or is going to be in the style of the movie Seven. Like this is a true oh, detective wow. mm-hmm. Batman movie. So you just kind of in that statement, that's exactly I think my beef with a lot of these movies. So first, let me say this. Okay, when it comes to the movies that I actually did like that mm-hmm. are connected to comic books. Mm-hmm. Again, those Batman movies that we just talked about, the original Superman movies, and actually one of the new Superman movies, not Man of Steel. You t- Batman versus Superman? No, no, not that one. The, the original Superman movie that was made, like the remake or whatever, um, before Man of Steel. Are you um, talking about the Brandon Roth Superman in like 2006? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, yes. Kevin Spacey? Yeah. As... There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's I a like good that one. one. Yeah. I like the original Hulk. With Eric Bana? Yes. Or with, okay. Okay. And um, I might be missing something, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And the reason why is because, like, if you look at the Superman movies, for example, they do a really good job. Yes, there's CGI and stuff. Yeah. But it's done really well, and it's not shot in a entirely in a um, studio. Right. But what I like is that you can take that Superman movie, that whole movie, and you can apply it to probably one comic book, yeah. which is how epic comic books are. But going back to what you said, when you try cramming in an entire series into a two-hour movie, it just does not work. Yeah. And I feel like with the Avengers and a lot of these movies, I feel like that's what they're doing a lot of the time. Oh, I did like the first Iron Man. Yeah, first Iron Man was awesome. But again, you and I had this conversation the other day, and who has the time for it? If you haven't, if you didn't start in two thousand and eight, you're not. It, good luck, right? Right. But every movie is a buildup, right? Like mm-hmm. the first four or five Marvel movies, I had no idea they were tying together to create this giant story, mm-hmm. which they are. And there's an actual chronological order that you should watch this in. It's mm-hmm. not Bat, uh, Iron Man. Captain, not in the order that they came out in. There's like this weird reverse. Like I think Captain Marvel is the first movie you need to watch, and then it's Iron Man one or maybe three. I don't remember. But like it's a weird order, <laughs> right? But they, they all tie in together. So I can I can see where you say, I'm watching this movie. There's too much shit in it. But that's because if that's where you started, that's what it feels like. Right. But you go back to 2008 on, the whole story ties in together. And. <sighs> Maybe it's because they should do um, what everybody's doing now. Maybe it would be better served as a series and not a movie. Shut your filthy mouth. No. (laughs) No. You need to take that back, Uh, man. I don't want people to hear that. (laughs) You know what? I love the WandaVision show. Loki was okay. But just this whole... I don't like it. I want a movie. I want a movie. I don't want to spread it out over five weeks. But don't you feel like... Here's my hatred of these movies. It's like a little bit of dialogue, action scene, action scene. A little bit of dialogue, action scene, action scene. And it's just ridiculous. Like, it's just like, like there's no, the storyline is just like filled with these, like, let's just wow them with these extravagant action scenes rather than a real true storyline that you can follow. I would rather have a slow-going movie like Godfather, for example, right? Where most people, unless you're into that stuff, you watch Godfather, you get a little bit bored because it's all dialogue. It's all building to this. And that's why they're so epic and so long. But if you're going to really 
do justice to the comic books, I feel that they need to be, uh, that type of detail needs to be paid attention to as well. I will well. give you that. I will give you that. I forgot what movie we were talking about, but Dina and I were talking about, it was one of the superhero movies, and I said, you know what, there just wasn't enough dialogue. Like, I want story and, and interacting and acting, you know what I mean? Right. So I'll give you that, you know, but again, you, you need to consider a 12-page comic book with three to four bubbles a page where you're gonna have to embellish a little bit you right. know what i mean like a lot of these writers are somewhat forced to rewrite the story because you just have so little to go off of well that's why they should do like um what was that one sin city you know oh, was that a was a great movie graphic novel yeah and it's very long yeah but man the tension that was paid to that to mirror the graphic novel on top of that yeah that was pretty amazing yeah have you seen watchmen no, it's I almost haven't. a three-hour movie, based on the comic, but it is one of my favorite superhero really? movies of all time. I need to check it out. It's on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. I need to check it out. It's an amazing Actually, flick, man. You're, I think my little brother said the same thing to me, because he's always trying to get me into that stuff, too. My little brother, like me, was a big comic book fan, but yeah. he's easily wowed, so I don't. It, it holds more weight when it comes from you. Yeah. Sorry, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, me date. All right. Well... We got a little off topic, but I'm glad we brought it up. Yeah. You know, I love comic book movies, and Moat Nine is my dude. We should do a, an episode and invite him to come. Yes, I agree. I also want to do a, a political episode with him, because him and I go back and forth on politics. Oh, can I bring Dina in on that one? The three of you, I'm just going to sit back and light the flame. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody stands a chance against me, I'm sorry. I don't know, man. I mean, you can't take my schooling... And it's it's like it's oh, like this right. is the way you're I a see history it. major. Maybe you're right. Here's the thing. This is why I tell people when it comes to politics. Everybody nowadays has gotten to this point where they feel like it's the equivalent of being a heart surgeon and having somebody come to you and say, Hey man, I've been reading a lot of WebMD and you're not doing that right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, even when people use the, the word research, it's used so loosely. Like, these people have no idea what real research is. Yeah, they went on Wikipedia. Yeah. Try spending, uh, like, 20-hour days for three years going out of town, talking to people, conducting interviews, going into archives, going into actual scholarly journals. Uh, it's a lot. I don't even know how to get I know, into I it. I didn't even see you during that time. Uh, yeah, you didn't. Like, I was always gone. Yeah um that's the yeah. best year of my life <laughs> <laughs> so yeah when i hear people say i did some research i'm like shut up like it's like insulting that's yeah you know but anyway that's neither here nor there it's yeah i don't want to get into that one because i don't care <laughs> <laughs> and that is why i love you Adrian. Yep. see two days and two times in a row cool in the gang buddy <laughs> i am cool in the gang my man <laughs> all right Let's get this over with because I'm oh, fucking tired of this band. I know. I It's actually been weeks for me. So You, you see how little these notes are? So I did. Mine sums oh, it up real quick. Wow. Look at my notes. So right, Let's start with you. Let's right. start with you. Okay. So again, just to recap, um, last time we did the challenge was Led Zeppelin versus country, right? I love country. Paul loves Led Zeppelin. Um, we both got a little bit of something out of it. So we want to try to continue to uh, challenge ourselves more and more, because again, we've always said half and half, right? That's our, our motto. Um, so this time around, I hate the Beatles. 
Paul hates El Nino. So yeah. we threw it at each other hard. Because last time we even said, you've always, in the deep, deep in your cute little heart, and I've heard you say it over the years, you like a country song here and there. Right. So I kind of knew, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I didn't hate Led Zeppelin, but I just didn't see the big thing. But this time we both genuinely loathe these bands. Right. Okay? Right. So here it is. All right. Lay it on me. El Nino. All right. So El Nino, like, I did exactly what you did with uh, Led Zeppelin. Okay. I went from the beginning <clears throat> to the end. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind... <laughs> Dude, and you and and may, some of you will understand what I'm saying, but I know you will. Okay. El Paso Rock. Yeah. Okay. Like when I say El Paso Rock, I think of some of the worst bands in the world. I think of Godsmack, I think of Disturbed. Yeah. Seether, anything that you can turn on Kaylee Q. Wait, wait, wait. Seether? Yes. No. Dude, you are reaching. Anything, no. Um, they are way heavier than that. <sighs> What, but what I'm saying is that anytime you turn on KLAQ, it's going to be one of those bands. And that's why I call it El Paso Rock. Yeah. Okay. El Nino is perfectly in line with that. I, okay, I'm going to go through it. I hate his singing voice. What? It's freaking oh boring. Oh, God. His screams are okay. He's okay. He's actually pretty good at that. Uh, it's a rip-off if you were to combine Korn, Deftones, and Sepultura into one band, but add a little bit of, a little sprinkling of Latin, Just whatever. Spritz. Yeah. Spritz. <laughs> <laughs> That's El Nino. Like, okay. Jumping back and forth from Spanish, uh, I guess it was okay because there's not a lot of bands doing that, at least at that time. At that or, time. Early two. Well, yeah. This was, but I think... even then, I felt like it was done just to be done it wasn't like intentional it was like oh hey idea say that one sentence in spanish real quick just so we can tap into the spanish people mm -hmm. like our spanish fans mm -hmm. no it wasn't enough like do a whole song in spanish and then do but one they, in english they did though if you if you look at their albums they'll have one song in english and then they'll do the spanish version mm -hmm. but i don't think it would be like um just the regular um releases that you were probably listening oh, to okay yeah um uh, it was not muy bueno is that how you say it muy bueno yeah, yeah. okay no pues bueno <laughs> dude from a guitar player standpoint mm -hmm. the riffs are boring what? dude for someone who likes the always you always tell me i don't like the chun 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 whatever you know dude that's all <laughs> that's they exactly do what I say. <laughs> that's all they do um the lyrics, man, were ter are terrible. Dude, they're terrible. Okay, they're did like... You, did you get to the song? Okay, the first album, last song, with you. Was uh, it... Maybe. Slow I'm, song? I'm sure. I listened to everything Hymne. all the way through. Oh, man. Yeah. That song is amazing. Um, this is kind of a side note. You know, um, I really believe that Korn and the Deftones, they did good music. They did something good for rock music in their early days, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I loved Korn. I loved Deftones in their early days. The same as everybody else. But the problem is, in my opinion, they set in motion one of the worst movements in rock history. And that's just kind of like the new metal movement, right? You know, it's real quick, let me, let me chime in here. Mm -hmm. I don't really blame Deftones and Korn for that. 
I blame Limp Biscuit for that. Really? Because Chino didn't, he rapped here and there, right? Like on the first album on Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Wasn't anything crazy. Right. Around the fur, same thing. Wasn't anything crazy. But I don't even mean lyrically or vocally. I mean also like musically. But musically, they sound nothing like. Dude. El Nino sounds, I mean, they, you can hear the influence. Yes, but. Oh, man. Like, that's what's so bad about it, though. I would say corn more than Deftones. It's like sparked a, that whole it's thing. It's like a parody. Um, and I even wrote here, these guys are a prime example of how horrible that movement became. Um, they aren't as bad as bands like, and I wrote these down, uh, Breaking Benjamin, Godsmack, but they're right up there with those bands. Um, I will, I will tell you right now, and I guess I'm coming clean. I don't think anybody's ever heard me say this. Maybe Dina has. I'm sure she has. Oh God, don't say it, Adrian. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think I'm going to say? You like Breaking Benjamin. They are my guilty pleasure. Oh my God. (laughs) They're as bad as that band Saliva. Uh, man. It's just it's just one of those things, man. Like I can't help what the ear likes. I can't help that I've I felt something with this band. Oh. Okay, we'll talk about that. Alright. Okay, getting into the oh, third. Oh, you know what? That's your next band. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I quit. Podcast <laughs> is over. Podcast done. <laughs> third album. Did they get a new drummer? Because all of a sudden the drumming got way better. No. Really? That guy went out and got some lessons or something? <laughs> um, I did enjoy the tribal cumbia stuff. Um, I, there was less singing in that album. It was really heavy. Um, and I put here, it's like they got into slip, Slipknot, Hatebreed, Bug. Um, but it was actually way better. And I remember like hearing that album and thinking, like, okay, they're okay. Remember, I told you the progression. Yeah, they got heavier. They're along okay the way. at doing the heavy stuff, right? If um, when they really sit down and try. What really brought that album up a notch was the drummer. Yeah. Um. He he went from trying to be Abe Cunningham from the Deftones to um. The drummer, what's his name, that passed away from Slipknot, Joey Jordanson. Yeah, there you go. Uh, production was better on Dead New World. Um. But then we went back to boring on Epidemia. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a new singer? Till Death, La Familia? Yes, uh, their, well, <clears throat> their last album, I th- or the album coming out, to be honest, I haven't heard them in a while. But yes, they do have a new singer. The singer, the original singer, Christian Machado, Machado, whatever it is, mm-hmm. he has a solo project. Mm-hmm. And pff, dude, you'll hate it, but <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Well, I did put on here, um, last album is the ultimate cheese. <laughs> like, it's just ultimate cheese in terms of how it was done. And then I put guitar solo, question mark. Why even bother? <laughs> Lame as fuck. Um, and so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it called? Which one are you talking about? Um, I don't even know. I just know it was the last Oh no, till death? No, I think that's uh, no, that's still Christian. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. Um I honestly can't understand. So this is what I put. I'm reading what I put cuz I'm trying to remember cuz I finished this challenge what 2 months ago. Ah, god. I honestly can't understand how you like these guys, Adrian. They go against everything that you um look for in a song bass lines there's nothing good i know i know you like string riffs 
not just the che- cheesy chugging, and that's all there is. I know it. Um, and I put, okay, final notes. They seem to be influenced by everyone else. There wasn't a single thing that I can say was different that was like an El Nino thing, quote, unquote. Uh, even the tribal-speaking Spanish stuff was done. Sepultura did long before them. And here's my final statement. I enjoyed listening to country far more than listening to El Nino. This made me dislike them even more. They represent everything that has gone wrong with rock music. I almost broke up with you until you said you like country more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, like... I knew this was going to be a tough one for you. Yeah. And I can't even explain it. As a matter of fact, Justin, our um, our third our third bestie, mm-hmm. he texted me not too long ago. And I think it just started off with, dude, El Nino, why? <laughs> Oh my god! It, That's and I, hilarious. And I had to tell him, like, again. Let, I mean, let's go back months ago. I'm a feeler, dude. And for whatever reason, the first song uh, that I heard from them was called uh, "What Comes Around." Early 2000s. And Dina and I were expecting our first, my, our yeah. firstborn. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like, I felt that song. I liked it. I bought the album. I thought, man, this is a good album, you know. And then it just they got me <clears throat> and that's and that's what it is that's honestly what i think it is for you it's the nostalgia of i it. think so you you uh it's like um you know you connect certain songs or certain and then sometimes even entire artists with some a certain part of your life yeah and i think that to me because that was a good time like in our lives you know even going back to like you know our teenage years, that was that was fun. So there's certain like like I can put on a Limp Biscuit album right now, and even though I despise and hate Limp Biscuit, I can listen to the whole first album and be like, yeah, because it gives me that nostalgia. We were in Phoenix. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of uh, we were recording nonstop. We were. It was all about music, touring, like, um, so it it makes me like not completely hate it. Now, yeah. anything beyond the first album is just terrible, and I can't connect that or associate that with anything. Right, right. But yeah, I feel that that's what that is for you. It probably is. And you know what? I told Justin the same thing. That's exactly what I told him, as a matter of fact. You know, Dean and I were expecting our daughter, and like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, they just latched on to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw them in concert with Seven Dust, and it was like crazy awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just one of the things that I can't explain. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can ask you the same thing on half the bands you listen to. Yeah. Which is what I'm going to get into on my, <laughs> on, on my comparison. Me, me too. What? Well, not my comparison, but I'm going to get into something having to do with some of the okay. bands that I like that you don't understand. So is it my turn? <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. So, so what, bottom quick. line. Yeah. You don't like them. Uh-uh. You no. found one album kind of, eh, I could see it, but I'll never go back and yeah, listen Yeah, the third to it. album was kind of like oh okay and then no it was just it didn't last very long um they didn't try very hard to progress right it wasn't like let's make the next album better than the last one and right they just kind of kept their thing which maybe would you know maybe that's why i loved it so much i mean don't get me wrong not every album is a complete banger for me right the Mm -hmm. first two are my absolute favorite albums right but i I could see that because after a little while i'm like "Eh, it's kind of the same thing you know what i mean Bottom line, George Strait, El Nino, 
I would probably listen to George Strait. <laughs> I have never been more turned on by your words before. <laughs> like if you if you want to make out, I'm down right now. <laughs> yeah, that it was bad, man. All right, well, but you, hey, yeah, you know, yeah. You officially know why you hate them, and yeah. you do hate them. Before, right. it's like you didn't even give them a fair shake. Right. But now you do. Okay. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, my challenge, unfortunately, <laughs> and look at what I titled it, The Shitty Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not just a clever name. <laughs> Where do I begin? All right. I always go in with an open mind. You know me. Yeah. That's like my, my superpower. Right. I always have an open mind to everything. Yeah. Everything. Whenever I've brought in a new dude, you're like... Absolutely. <laughs> that's not just an open mind. That's a hell yeah. That's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I go in saying, there has to be something I like. I'm I'm known for finding the good in everything. Again, that's my superpower. Even the guys at work are like... You know what, man? I don't want to ask you for your opinion because for, for whatever reason, you find the good in everything and I can't trust your word. And I'm like, well, that's your fucking problem. You know? <laughs> so going in, I said, all right, focus. Keep your mind open. And I did that. I mm-hmm. pressed play. Immediately, I was annoyed. Immediately. I got through the first two albums. Um, and all I kept saying to myself was, when is Elvis going to pop out? Where's Jerry Lee Lewis? Mm-hmm. Where's Little Richard? Like, all the first two albums were a blatant ripoff of everything I'd ever heard before. Right. And that's way better. Like El Nino. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the Beatles have said they're influenced by, by Elvis. Right. But I didn't know it was that bad. You know, and then just it's just that whole 60s rock and roll thing. And I, I just, I could not, again... For as, a, as big as they are and as such an influence they are to everybody, I'm like, fuck, why doesn't everybody say Elvis is God's gift to Earth? And, like, I don't understand. Right. So the first few albums, I was like, no. Mm-mm. So you think it was more it was more of a ripoff, less of, less of an influence? Oh, yeah. There's okay. nothing innovative about these albums that's, that broke Beatlemania in my eyes. Right. Okay. I mean, all I ever heard, you know, the first time they played on the Ed Sullivan show was their haircuts and this. And so it's like... Maybe they, because of the way they look, they yeah. started a fashion trend. Also, I don't know. considering that, so one thing that always comes to my mind is something just to, as a side note for you to think about, is think about the craze that, especially females, go through when, uh, like, in sync, Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block. They're these boy groups. Backstreet Boys for life, my man. <laughs> I always see Beatles as being kind of like, it was one of the first times that it was like a group and not just an Elvis Presley. Because you named all these Richard. individuals, I right? See. Okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that now. You're right. Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Elvis, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. all of a sudden you have a group of four dudes bouncing off each other. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all of a sudden, I think um, it's kind of like, um, you know, nowadays, sometimes, unfortunately, especially in like the pop world, sometimes an image almost trumps the music. Right, absolutely. And so when it's something new, something fresh, <clears throat> something different, um, and that's kind of what the Beatles did, I think, at that time. So yeah. it was kind of like the music took a backseat to like, oh, wow, we have four guys that are playing music together and yeah. that's part of the craze in my opinion i could see that 
I could see that. I mean, and it, the the thing that struck me as weird is that, and you know, we were with Peppa the other day, and even he he brought it to light is that from one album to the next, you heard the drugs kick in, mm-hmm. right? Which is Sergeant Pepper, right? Okay, so I'm like, why am I listening to the same band? <laughs> so again, open mind. I said, okay, I can see they're evolving. They're now doing their own thing, right? Right. Maybe this is more so of <clears throat> what people were talking about. That album was okay. Um, nothing sticks out at all about it, other than the fact that I think there was one song that I honestly, because again, I just pressed play right and I was working out, or I think I was at work, whatever. I don't know what I was doing. And I heard it and I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I was listening to the Beatles because it sounded a whole lot like Queen. Mm-hmm. So I guess Queen you know we're Beatle fans also right right? so i can see how this album was starting to evolve into you know influence later musicians the first few i I didn't right so i mean it was good like it was weird right i mean it was very 60s right Mm -hmm. i guess Mm -hmm. i think that's when that album came out yeah 67 um you know and so at, at as i kept listening they just kind of stopped, right? Like, yeah, they had, like, their pop songs and their acoustic songs or whatnot, but then it all just started to sound the same, right? Mm -hmm. So doing my research, what I found was that the Beatles as a band are very influential. But if you really want to understand the hoopla, you got to listen to Lennon by himself. you got to listen to McCartney shit by himself. Right. And apparently there's this big rift in in the Beatles world where... Ringo Starr's solo shit is just horrible, and like mm. if if you like Ringo over Paul McCartney, yeah. it's like you're taking I, sides. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So good notes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get to the good stuff. There, there was okay. So the song "Can't Buy Me Love." Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was the Beatles. I loved it because of the movie. Remember, that? <laughs> Remember the movie "Can't yeah. Buy Me Love"? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was the Beatles. Mm. So be, being biased, I like that song. Right. right? um let it be me again i didn't know that was the beatles that's a good song mm-hmm. right does it influence me to be a musician no come together again i didn't know that was the beatles that's a good song i don't know why it reminds me of michael jackson did he have something to do with that song or cover that song i think he he covered the music the doom doom maybe there's been a there's been a lot of people actually that have taken that bass line and okay um there's a song called uh she uh she's leaving home very mm-hmm. mellow, catchy, right up, right up my alley. I like sad, sad music, for whatever reason. Yeah, that's a good song. Right. My favorite song, and yes, I I now have a favorite Beatles song, is Helter Skelter. Oh, very really? heavy, very punk, right. like totally different. Wow. From anything I expected them to do out of all the shit I was listening to. I think it was Marilyn Manson and Alice Cooper that covered that song together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's a good song. It's heavy, had some punk in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. very different, um, solo-y, like you know, very different than right. what, I, what I expected. Distortion alone, I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, that's a really good song. Yeah, but <clears throat> going back to the influential stuff, it reminds me a lot of the crap that you try showing me. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, like M83 sticks out a lot. Is that what they're called? MK3, MY4. I don't know the name. I don't know why you say that because they don't have any songs that sound like that. Dude, you're thinking of like the Kooks or like 
some of that like acoustic like m83 has like almost no acoustic songs no but i'm talking about the vibe oh. not necessarily the same instrument no just but the like feeling, it's like the yeah, happy it, feeling it feels yeah exactly exactly that happy go lucky like shit that the beatles like to do real uppity right right, right. and that's what it reminds real folky real uppity and so like some of the stuff you showed me it's like yeah, now i know i don't like it you're more into the dark yes like, i love dark sad it's it's a <laughs> <laughs> darker the better <laughs> is the brown michael <laughs> you're into the sad stuff yeah which i totally get i, I totally get and uh, that makes sense so like my my to me it has to be really heavy mm-hmm. or really sad right which is why i can go from dillinger to boys to men straight to sade like that yeah and be totally cool with it you know what i'm saying boys to yeah men. hell yeah <laughs> boys just... to men till the day i die buddy that's our next project we're gonna start out that's why, dude when we when we started this i told you unapologetically me brother yeah i'm gonna give it all out so let me tell you what i think the beatles brought mm-hmm. um in my opinion now that you've heard and maybe you can uh agree or agree to disagree I have always been a huge fan, and you know this, especially when you have a good singer. It's all about the hook. Right. It's about that catchy-ass chorus. Yes. Hip-hop artists, um, pop artists, that they're all about that. The hook comes first. But even but let's, let's forget about them, and let's go into like the rock music thing. Mm-hmm. If it's done right, because a lot of... Nine, 90 time, nine, nine out of ten times, it's sounds like it's stupid like yeah. you can tell like i think of bands like uh well like nickelback for example is a good example of How dare you <laughs> <laughs> um bands have just taken it to a level to where now it's become just stupid and cheesy however the beatles i think were among the first and i'm not saying the first among the first to really understand the importance of a catchy hook okay to get people singing along to their songs okay yeah i can, I can um, see that you know there's a couple of songs that i'm surprised you didn't mention like yesterday oh i do remember that song it's a good song there's even a whole movie called yesterday <laughs> it's a really good movie oh is it that came out a few years ago no? a couple, yeah a few yeah it's a good movie yeah. um there's but when you listen to you know like lucy in the sky with diamonds like um the song that Danielle and I, and I should remember this, when we got married, they played it as soon as we said, I do. Um, I almost walked out at that moment. I was like, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> was that, well, you got thrown out because when they asked if anybody objected. Oh, yeah. They, I was the first one to say, whoop, whoop, right here. <laughs> you should have done that. That would have been awesome. Um, but that that's what I feel that they brought to music was they really were able to introduce this idea of catchy ass hooks and music that you can sing to. Yeah, I can see that. I'll give you that. It, you know, some some of the stuff was. But then again, look, it's the, that drug album, right? Sgt. Mm-hmm. Pepper. Yeah, it was hooky. Yeah, it was catchy, but it was weird, right? I, I, out of all the albums, that's the one that's more palatable for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can I'm not gonna go back and listen to it. Right. But it's because I don't know why it made me think it made me think of like Austin Powers, but then it made me think of um like a clockwork orange, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that those weird songs of those times. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So 
I could relate to that album a little more. Yeah. But I will. I yes, I can see the catchiness. Can't buy me love. Come on, you. I, if I sing it right now, you will sing it all day. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> I already have it in my head. Um, and you know the funny thing is though is that I didn't like the Beatles for the longest time. Um, it was funny. It was actually my daughter that got me into the Beatles. That reason? Yeah. Yeah. I thought for whatever reason I thought you've always liked that. No, I, I I married. Daniela and she loved the Beatles and I was like eh, I can appreciate them but I don't love them and then my daughter started getting really into music and that's all she was listening to Ugh, she was dating this kid his nickname was Beetle it's actually a really good kid that little boy you sent me a picture of? yeah oh he's yeah. a cutie yeah and uh they're actually just friends now yeah. but um I mean they were never like dating it was, yeah. you know that typical like oh it's my boyfriend yeah but we don't even say hi to each other in the morning. Yeah. But um, either way, um, she started listening a lot. And um, so I started hearing it a lot when she was playing it. And then I started, like, going and listening to it on my own time just to kind of dive into it and but kind of... What, what put her down that path? Who got her into him, Beatles? Him. Oh, really? Yeah, the kid Beatle. She <laughs> 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 just caught it. <laughs> That's why it's his nickname. Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I dig yes, it. So it was very recent. Yeah. And uh and that's what I took away from it. Um I love so um, you know, when we did the, the MasterCard commercial in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So we did this commercial in Vegas and we were in the Bellagio where the fountains are and I remember telling the the people when we were doing the if you want to see it, Google Paul and Daniela M Life commercial i think that's what it is i don't know on youtube or something you can see this commercial uh but when you have a certain status in vegas they you're you get to this point where when you're at the top tier status they say that you can pick the song that uh the fountains play at the bellagio that they go to and so i told them i was like i always wanted to get to that top tier status because i got to the second to last tier um and i told them i said i always wanted to get to that status so i can pick the song so they were like, oh, really? Well, you know, the funny thing is, is about picking that song is even when you get to that status, you still got to pay a hundred grand. <laughs> but they let us pick it. Anyways, it was for our anniversary. It was really cool. Um, here's the interesting thing is that I found out, um, and I'm going on a tangent, but I found out that like, you can't just pick any song. Like you can't just be like, I want to play Deftones. You have to pick from the list that they have because <sighs> they explain that oh, just to sync the fountains up to a song, uh, it takes like six months to a year what? of working with like engineers and all these people just to get that synced. And so that's why it's a specific list. So when we went down that list, we ended up choosing uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And it was, to me, going back to like songs that remind you of moments, it was just like it was our anniversary. We're yeah. standing there on this balcony that nobody was allowed to stand on. And we actually had dinner on it, right? And um, the song starts playing and it almost had like this eerie like echo and it was weird like we were just watching it and it was just like one of the most beautiful moments in my life and so when i hear that song now um that really stood out to me as like um like that song forever is like a song that i cherish yeah well of course Even it's like it's like el nino you got that that tie to it right yeah i thought you know for me one of the most beautiful moments of my life was the first day I laid eyes on you. But whatever, that's just that's just me. People pick what they want. And El Nino was on the radio. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, you were wearing a Pantera t-shirt, if memory serves. 
and well, I was always wearing a Smashing Pumpkin T-shirt back then. The day so. that we actually the day I actually no the day I actually laid eyes on you. Oh really? Yeah, told you you were up against the wall, looking all mopey and shit, <laughs> like somebody fucking kicked your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only kid with dreads. What do you expect? You were, you were so looking around at everybody like all these short-haired motherfuckers. Yeah, you wanted to fight me while you were looking at me, and I was just falling in love. So it was just, <laughs> That's just the dynamic of our relationship. That was the beginning of our relationship. Was literally me and Adrian just mad dogging each other in the hallway but wait, for no good reason. You thought I was mad dogging you. I f- I was feeling <laughs> sorry for you. I said this this fucker needs a hug. <laughs> Somebody hug this man. Keep it funky. You think he'll hit me if I just go hit him? If I just go hug him? <laughs> yeah, because you were the alternative rock guy. I was the metal kid. Yeah. The worlds collided. And then, and then, yeah, and then I tried out for your band. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, it's him. And, yeah. probably and I was like, like oh, oh shit, he got really big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so. yeah, okay, back on, back on topic. So, again, I still don't see it. Yeah. I never will. Right. Bear in mind, I tried. I really tried. Right. right. You know what I mean? I, I've, I even have a favorite song now. That I will not turn off if it comes on. But it's just not for me, man. I just, I don't see it. I really don't. I can pick so many other bands from the 60s and 70s that blow these dudes out of the water. Right. Queen and The Doors. Right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Those are, they're both amazing. The Doors are just, dude, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm not a big 60s, 70s music kid anyway to begin with. Unless it's, um, you know, disco music. Right. I like Kiss, right? Kiss is a good band. And you know what? <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Next I challenge. I never, <laughs> ever, ever got into Kiss. Really? I do not like You and all your devilish ways. No? I always thought it was cool, their little get-up, you know? Um, I think that was... It's different and interesting, and it's Kiss is Kiss. They look cool. Yeah. I have never owned a Kiss album. I've never, oh, neither have I. I've never listened to Kiss beyond what comes on the radio. Oh, I have. I've been to their concerts. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. And I think that's what's cool. Like, yeah, I guess like their performance and stuff. Yeah. But dude, I'm not a Kiss kind of guy at yeah. all. I, you know, I mean, yeah, their theatrics are what's. Yeah. What really draws you in? Again, I mean, going back to what we talked about, sometimes the music doesn't have to be so great if you're offering something new and different and interesting to right. like the visual aspect of. You see your, a lot. A lot of people say that about like. Um, like Manson and Slipknot, for example, right? Mm-hmm. People think Slipknot are just but are masks. No, oh, they're good. They're amazing musicians. Right. Yeah. Manson, especially the first two albums. Oh my god. I agree. You're I right? agree with that. But I think what catapulted them into the status that they got to was that helped them. Yeah. So well, they, yeah. they they had both. They had the amazing music. Yeah. Coupled with the amazing uh, performance and look or whatever. Because at first, when I first heard Slipknot, I liked them. When I first saw them, I thought it was dumb. Yeah. But now, and I've never seen them perform live ever. No. Um, but um, but yeah, I think yeah, musically, Slipknot is great. Marilyn Manson, especially like you said, the first two, three albums, great. Yeah. Um, but I think that that theatrical aspect to their performance and what they do just really catapulted them into the status. Their household names, right? You know. Well, and the, the Beatles started doing something weird like that too, right? Like with the costumes and stuff. Yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you remember, know? By the way, did you hear about Marilyn Manson being Christian now? What? Yeah, you didn't hear about that. 
that he there's video now of him praying with Kanye West and Justin Bieber. Oh no! Like it's, it's and a, that supposedly he's freaking Christian. It's and a sham. I'll tell you I you right want to know what I think it is? You know all those allegations of like rape and all that oh, are yeah. coming out. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a sham. How do you? Uh, it's got to be. How do you turn it to something else? But, yeah, you turn the devil into an angel. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marilyn Manson, especially the <clears throat> man. I got to see Marilyn Manson during that first. You album. did lucky. <sighs> I had a broken leg, <laughs> and I I literally hobbled my way to that show. Uh, that was amazing. That was really good. I, I love that album. Where and was I that show at? At uh, Metropolis. That's right. On the east side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a lot of... Still to this day, I cannot find another artist to even come close to achieving what the first Marilyn Manson album achieved. I, I'll agree with you. It's, it's, it's not musically innovative. Like, oh my God, like we could play what they play. Right, so like it kind of is. I I don't think it is. I think it's how they put it together. Yes, not yes. necessarily. Right, the, I'm right. saying like the riffs and all yeah. that. I mean, they're crazy easy. Totally, but it's what sense. it's what Manson did. Right. right, what he brought to the forefront. Yeah. And then, like you said, you know the the look and all that helped out a whole lot. But to me, that's just a great album. And that's why I was that goth, sad looking kid <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Dude, we used to have to hide that CD from my dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. My, I was shocked when I met you and Gus and you guys liked Marilyn Manson. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, Gussie especially, right? Yeah. Everyone everyone just thinks Gussie is all Morrissey all day, all long, and he likes nothing but that style of like, right. Britpop, right? He's a big Britpop fan, but no, man, he'll shock you sometimes. To this very day, that son of a bitch will say, I hate hip-hop. But if you throw on the far side, yeah. That little motherfucker starts singing along with. He starts bobbing his head. I, I could see his little dance that he does. Yeah, it's one of those moments where I'm like, "You want me to change it?" And he's like, "It don't bother me. Whatever. I don't care. It's up to you. I'll change it." No, I'm, I mean, you know, it's your car, right? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not shocked by your your conclusion with the Beatles. Yeah. But I'm glad that you found songs that you like. I did. You know, I mean, that's. I like them for obvious reasons, right? Mm -hmm. They're slow, they're mellow, you know, other than, hel well, Helter Skelter's heavy, right? right? Heavy air quotes, you right. know, for that time period. Um, do I still hate them? Yeah. I don't I don't care for them. It's not going to change my mind. Um, again, you know, that wasn't our time, right? Right. So, from our time, I look, my guys blow those guys out of the water. So, last question. Do you think that doing drugs improved them? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. That happens. Yeah. I'm going to say, if that were definitely the case, I mean, Pepe did say that that was the drug album. Um, yeah. Then I will absolutely, it, it may, it forced, not force them, but it uh, um, allowed them to be their own, right? Yeah. It opened up their creative outlet versus, let's sound like, everybody else right right you know what i mean and that's what made led zeppelin so amazing they did drugs all the time from the very but see with led zeppelin yeah well to me zeppelin one and two are their best albums yeah. out of all their major hits and all that shit those albums are great all right bottom line last fuck the beatles <laughs> <laughs> all right and you bottom line uh yeah fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right so what we're gonna do then 
we're going to continue this on. Maybe maybe not the next one. We'll kind of spread it out a little bit, right? Or okay. do you want to go straight into it? I want to go straight into it. All I right. really want All you, right. because this is going to take <laughs> probably a couple, uh, some time. I want to challenge you to okay. listen. But you want to propose a challenge now? I do. All yes. right, let's do it. Who is it? But I need to explain how you're going to approach this challenge. You're going to approach it the way you've been doing it. Okay. 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 Um, I'm challenging you to listen to M83. Oh, come on. Dude. Okay. In anticipation for me challenging you, I'm even... shit a little bit. Come on. <laughs> In anticipation, uh, I even have been. I went back to the very beginning and started listening all the way through, and I'm able to do that with you in mind, thinking, "How is Adrian going to feel when he hears this?" I'm gonna walk out of this experience wearing Birkenstocks, like some <laughs> real long white shirt. You know what I'm saying? No, man. I'm gonna stop shaving and wearing deodorant. I am going to, I'm almost willing to put money on this. And I'm not trying to persuade you. Um, I want you to obviously be brutally honest, which you always well, are. Yeah. But I honestly feel like you're going to come out of this a changed person in terms of how you view them. And even I think um, you're going to be very pleasantly surprised. Because here's what you've experienced. You've experienced their couple of hits that they've had. No, you 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 made me listen to a few more. Remember, everything you send me, I listen to. Yes, but those are also like kind of like the hits. Those oh, are not okay. like. <clears throat> so one thing you need to understand about M eighty three is that M eighty three is it's an experience. Wait, you're okay. not going to make me do drugs, are you? No, no I have to do drugs to listen to. <laughs> so I need you to take this weed. No. <laughs> no, it's a real experience. It is not. How can I say it? So one thing to understand is that I would say almost 80% of M83's music has no singing. Kind of like Sigur Rós. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see okay. the little eyebrows go? Yeah. Up? Okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's an experience in terms of you're not... It, it's going to be difficult for you to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn listen to this song real quick. No, like their songs are long. Okay, let me ask um, you a question. From what I've heard from them, from what you've explained, you really want to get me into this. This is why I'm asking. Okay, so, well, let me go back. So, how do you want me to listen to it? Not from one to seven? Yes, I do. Okay. However. So, is there a story? Is this like a, a theme band, a story band? I think so. You know, I've never, I've never gotten into understanding them, but they have to be. Have to, have to, that'll have get, to. Because that'll be. put me in the mood. I love yes, stories. I'm almost... 100% positive that there is concepts and stories behind everything that they do. Because when you listen to it, like, for example, they do, like, samples of people talking and stuff like that in okay. between their music. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it has to be. Even when you look at their music videos, there's a lot of, like, commonalities between the two. Well, you know me. I'll, I'll find the answer because I can't just listen to right. a band. I always have to. But what I want you to do, the reason why they have a lot of albums... Um, but the reason why I want you to go back, because when you listen to their first, like three, even four albums, you're going to be like, this is the same group because okay. they evolve and progress so much. But what I want you to do is I want you to go back and listen to those first albums, even if you're not listening in depth, just like kind of skimming through them to really get a good understanding of where they came from okay. and how they evolved into what they are today. Okay. Because when you listen to them, and again, this is not based in any sort of um, research or anything. 
to me, M83 sounds like a f- couple of people that decided they wanted to do some really dark and moody electronic music. So why didn't you ever show me that shit? You always show me the uppity... Because it's very hard because there's a lot of like ominous tones and it takes... Oh, you want dark and ominous. <laughs> <laughs> like, Daniela ha- likes M83, but she hates it when I listen to them. And the reason why is because she likes the songs that ha- are actually like four minutes long and have singing and a chorus or whatever. She cannot stand the long, drowned out, ominous tones. Okay, see, songs. and that's where you got me. I love, love electronic music. Right. Right, Cujo, right. DJ Shadow. Yeah, dude, real quick. There's this guy that I that I like listening to. His name is Amon Tobin. Mm-hmm. He's an electronic guy, right? <clears throat> Dance style, hip hop style, just like he's all over the place. Well, I found out that in 1996 he had came out with his one album under the name Cujo. Dude, I cannot stop listening to it. Really? He's all electronic, right? Like mm-hmm. I love love electronic music. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh. Maybe I'll show it to you one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fine challenge accepted now that you said electronic and okay yeah fine like i'll even when we're done with the podcast show you like these are all albums that you can skim through and then these there's literally only two albums that i would want you to hear no i'm gonna do all of it i always go in i always go in somebody's here so i'm gonna do it in the order that i always do it beginning to end just just know that i say you can skim over the first few albums because even though i love it they're tough to get through because they're very it's very uh, the the best way to describe it it's very soundtrack ish okay and i like that you know dude imagine they turn out to be one of my favorite bands (laughs) (laughs) actually i really think that's why i'm excited about this one because i really think you're gonna walk away like i hope you're gonna get it I hope, because I knew, I knew you were going to hit me with some shit like this one of these days. <laughs> I knew it. All right, but I'll do it. I'll do it. So, are you ready for yours? Yes. Oh. Mine's not as long, right? You can get through mine. And... <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're with me for my personality. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you. You can get through it quick. Okay. But the fact that, I don't, I'm just going to throw it out there. Spirit Box. Your challenge oh, is okay. Spirit Box. Okay. They only have one full album. Mm-hmm. They have a small really? EP. Yeah. Oh wow. This is the rare, they've done everything by themselves. So, you've sent me songs over the last couple of years, like, yeah. the, and I'll listen to like two seconds. I mean, eh. yeah. Um. So these are from like most of the songs are from EPs. Yeah. When did, when did that album come out? Their new album. Yeah. Came out in August. September. So that's the only album. Only they full have. length. Oh, as wow. a band they have a small ep called the mara effect i think mm-hmm. is what it's called it came out in 2017 five six songs yeah and then in between that ep to the new album it was just a song here and there a random song or, you know so very uh texas cutthroat yeah <laughs> very <laughs> very yeah okay uh, th- i'm actually looking forward to, to that okay. even though i i listen and i don't like them with the exception of that one song <clears throat> um I think going in with a purpose. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it for a couple of reasons. Like El Nino, man, like that's already a lot of their stuff is like two decades old or more. Yeah. You know, so hearing somebody that's like now in the present, like doing stuff like, um, 
yeah that, that that's exciting I'm, I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to that yeah i mean if you're gonna do it on spotify i would just i mean you can start and order right the ep but then in, like i said in between that it's just singles up until the full length album right okay so you're talking 2017 to 2021 until you get a full length album hmm. you know what i mean and i like that it's uh not so lengthy yeah lucky <laughs> I gotta listen to epic soundtrack. Yeah, that's and... hilarious. M eighty three is the complete opposite. Oh my god! Maybe I should hit you with a harder one. No, no, no. <laughs> I want you to appreciate them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, game on. I'm getting M eighty three. Yeah. You're getting Spirit Box. But but we gotta go back to the original. What we said. What was the original when we did Country and Led Zeppelin? We said you cannot listen to anything but. Oh, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean. It took me two months, right? But these right. past couple of weeks, I said, okay, I have to only listen oh, okay. to nothing but the Beatles because I saw how how long their catalog was. Right. You, I mean, you're going to get through it in, in a day because you don't have a nine to five. You can but I sit think, in the garage. And... I think because of that, it gives me the opportunity to listen, like give a quick first listen, go back, listen again, yeah, and see if it grows on me. Yeah. Um, because I will tell you, most of the stuff you've ever sent me for them, I'm not a fan of. But I, that one song, Constance. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a great song. It is. It's an amazing song. Um, but yeah, I think uh, give me an opportunity to really dive deep into yeah to what they're doing. Yeah, I, I can already tell you like one thing I do like about them is their production quality. Um, they do it by themselves. And see, that's that's always something that you know me. I I look forward. Yeah, the guitar player. Um, well, the singer and the guitar player are married. Right? Mm. They came from a band called I Wrestled a Bear Once. Again, like Texas Cutthroat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See why I like them so much? Um, so up until now, they Spirit Box as a band has not had a record deal until now. Right. They're with Reprise. No. Crap, I forgot who they got signed to. Rise Records. They're okay. on Rise Records now. Uh-huh. I don't know how they were putting out their shit before. I think it was literally by themselves. And the singer, or I mean the guitar player, writes and produces everything. Their drummer, as a matter of fact, lives in a different state. They're from Canada. Mm-hmm. He's from the U.S. And they've only ever been in the same room three or four times. Mm. The, all the drum tracks, like I said, are all electronic. So the singer's like from Canada. Cutthroat. No, she's actually from oh, America, but I was her husband's say... from Canada. What are the songs? A boot. A boot. Always <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of Terrence and Philip when you do. That. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Terrence. Yeah. I farted. <laughs> Dude, I can sing that whole song for you right now. Oh god, no, you can. <laughs> um. All right. Challenge accepted. M eighty three and Spirit Box. Yeah, that'll be fun, and I'll give you for time for M eighty three. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're really gonna have to. Yeah. Um. But I'm excited, like, I'm really excited, because like I said, I went through the whole catalog myself with you in mind, mm. and there were some songs where I'm like, ooh, Agent's gonna hate this, and then there was some that, a lot, actually, that I was like, he has no idea that this exists, and yeah. when his eyes get open to this, yeah. he's gonna be, like, blown away. Yeah, when you said dark and electronic, that sounds kind of like, mm, yeah. let's see what happens. It's kind of like you, you're dark and electronic. <laughs> dark and electric buddy yeah since you work at the electric company <laughs> that's right you Dude. got it <laughs> all right anything else no nope, we're good challenge accepted awesome um, um it's weird not talking about scary stuff but uh i know 
And that's another thing that took me so long. We had three episodes dedicated to Halloween. Yeah, that's true. So I couldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to break the pattern. That's true. So, yeah. All right. Next time, M83, I'll do Spirit Box. Um, we got some other good news on the horizon, but we'll talk about all that later in regards to our band, Texas Cutthroat, actually oh, yeah. coming through. And, and good news with the recording studio stuff. But, yes. yeah, we'll get into that next time yeah. for sure. We'll touch that. We'll touch base on that also. All right. All right, Batch. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Till next time. Bye. Bye.